Welcome to the Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing podcast, where we explore the hottest topics in cyber marketing, interview experts, and help you become a better cybersecurity marketer. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing. My name is Maria Velasquez, one of your hosts, and I am joined today by Gianna Whitfer, your other happy co-host. And we're so excited today to cover a really hot topic. A lot of cybersecurity marketers are always, for the lack of a better word, puzzled by, of course, public relations. Today, Donia Alwan joins us, the PR guru at Sotero. Uh, We can't wait to jump right into the conversation with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, Jana. Hello, Maria. It was so nice to be here to be able to talk to you both. And as you know, I have been doing PR for a while now. And for some reasons, I'm somehow I stepped into cybersecurity like years ago. And I mean, it's been over a decade and it's been a fun ride. And, you know, I'm happy to share my experience with you guys. And, you know, marketing is a huge part of how PR will play out. So we work in teams and make things happen. I know that you have some amazing companies that you've worked for, Sonia. I have a list here. Beyond Security, Savian, Appsian, Steel Cloud. This is like an awesome Rolodex of, of cybersecurity companies that you've worked for. Actually, like it's, it's funny because, you know, cybersecurity is such a huge umbrella, right? And it's so segmented and there's so many different areas of concentration and just being able to understand it and how to actually bring, it, bring their stories to the media. It's been really fun. So yes, you know, my career started in cybersecurity with Panda Software. And that's when I started, you know, that was my foot in the door. And I actually networked, I met, or I established relationship with the reporters who cover cybersecurity. So it's been a really good ride since then. I've been very fortunate. Why do you think PR in cybersecurity is so difficult? And I'm chuckling because I I feel the pain. (laughs) And it is a huge... Because, as I just mentioned, cybersecurity is such a huge space and it's such a crowded space. And there's so many different, you know, vendors out there, products and solutions. And how do you rise above that noise? And and any given day, any reporter, especially, and it's a, it's a very finite media, right? Like they, a certain, it's a very niche market. And there's only, you know, some really top media that who are really concentrating on cybersecurity and how do you get their attention when they're getting hundreds or not, if not thousands of pitches every day. So just, just constructing that message, why, you know, being, being able to differentiate yourself in that ecosystem of cybersecurity, it's kind of difficult. That makes it kind of difficult, but It's doable with the right messaging, right pitching, and being able to use content. That's where the marketing thing comes in. You know, the marketing plays a huge role because as a PR person, I can take what the content you create and sort of like make it stand out, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then content, that's why it plays a huge role. So it is hard. It is. uh, It's just um, identifying what the differentiator is. But as long as you feel that you have a message to share and it's a unique perspective, point of view, it's it's very doable and it's very it's it, you get a lot of traction. That is a really good point, Sonia. It brings me to the, my next thought in, in that 
content and that message needs to be crafted in some sort of story, right? Storytelling. And I think that word story is very scary to lean marketing teams who um, haven't really done this before and they don't understand, okay, we have to tell a story, but we sell cybersecurity. How do we tell that story? How is our story going to be different than our competitors? Because technically almost do the same thing. So what, how, do you, how do you make a good story? I always advise my clients that when you are creating, crafting a story to tell to the media, because what, why are you telling that to the media? Because you want that third party validation, right? Media doesn't want anything promotional. Do not, you know, you, it has to be vendor neutral. So if you create a story that is completely applicable, what's happening in the trending news right now versus, you know, just kind of like plugging, oh, what we can do, that will make your story stand out because it's showing that you're showing your, it's showing your expertise, your knowledge without really promoting your product. So crafting the story in a very vendor neutral, very creative way will always, always, always get the message across. If you can share, Sonia, what are some examples of like the way a cybersecurity company can craft a good story around a relevant topic while still remaining vendor neutral and get in front of like reporters? Like what is something that you have seen work? Breaking news. Always, always, always monitor the media news cycle because in order to really get your name out there to increase visibility, you need to be able to really jump on a story that's happening right now. Like if it's a ransomware attack, it's a breach and all that. And you have to keep in mind that Anytime a news breaks, you only have like sort of like a four hour window to get your messaging out there because they close the story up. The reporters will, you know, file the story. So having a concise message on a timely manner, that will make it all the difference because I have, I've come across, you know, I've, I've been blessed with a lot of really good clients and people I've worked with. A lot of times, you know, I know they're busy and all that, but PR requires commitment that if you are the spokesperson for the company, if you're going to be the face of the company, please keep in mind that, especially with cybersecurity, it's all about what's breaking in the news and how you're getting pushing yourself through into that news and, you know, shining with your expertise, your knowledge, because that is the biggest way you can actually sort of, again, raise your brand visibility, raise awareness, raise all that. What about the stories between the story, between the big stories? So if you don't have a fundraising announcement, if you don't have a big C-level hire, how could you just stay relevant and still stay on their radar with little stories? Yes. So this this is how your relationship with your, as a PR person with the media comes into play because you will hear a lot of times that, oh, press releases don't matter. But I actually think they do because while you're waiting for that big interview or the big thought leadership piece to come out, you still are staying relevant in the news cycle. So, you know, anything you feel as a company that, you know, it's newsworthy, you create a press release, don't overload it with a whole lot of verbiage, just, you know, to the point. And then, you know, have reach out to the media, reach out to the list you already worked with, reach out to the people that have covered you, even if they mentioned you in a thing that, hey, you know what, this is the company news I wanted, I thought you might find relevant, I wanted to share with you. 
and it's there. Obviously, you know, you'll obviously send it out to the greater, you know, news wires and, you know, media list and all that, but it's all, always, always. So first thing in the morning I do is that I scan the news cycle and I also reach out to the people that I already work with in terms of my clients or my, you know, the media I said, hey, you know, this is not sure if this is of interest to you, but they're announcing this big product launch. And would you be interested in learning more? Or if it's about funding, fundraising and all that, you know, reach out to the tech business media. Because, you know, somebody who's been covering just, you know, ransomware would not necessarily be interested in seed funding, right? So you just have to know your target media, who the person is, don't waste your time or waste their time and send them relevant uh, news that they would be interested in. So it's just a lot of like nitpicking and a lot, it seems like it's a, it's a bit of a hectic job to just go one by one. You know, if, if you feel really strongly, you even call them, right? You know, and the end result is you never know where that news is going to, right? With PR, the news is going to the decision makers, right? Because a, a CTO or a CISO, CISO of a company is looking or hearing your podcast and it'll be like, oh, yes, you know, it makes sense. Let me, I've heard. Or if you have sent a proposal, a business proposal, right? And your brand visibility comes into play because they'll be like, oh, yeah. You know, if I talk about Sotero, it'll be like, oh, yeah, Sotero, we've heard about them, you know. So that is just huge. It's just that awareness part of it is critical. Gosh, Sonia, do they actually pick up the phone when you call them? <laughs> oh, you get, you know, sometimes they do. Then, and sometimes they want to talk to you and they tell you, like, call me now, right? But a lot of times, they, you know, you get a lot of hangups and just yelled out, to, you know. But it's okay. That's part of the job. And yeah, people, we have to have a very thick skin because Mm -hmm. you cannot take anything personally. These are very busy people. Reporters are not working for you. You're working for them. So there's a lot of egos out there too. And both sides with, because, because, you know, as a company, you might think that, Hey, you know, what I have to offer is great. It's going to change the world, but it's really up to the reporter to think, you know, to understand it and to actually feel that, you know, it, it can make a difference. Yeah. In some ways. So you must know what it feels like to be an SDR trying to sell into, oh into security, Sonia. <laughs> yes, I can, you know. The whole point is just selling, right? You're selling, the SDRs are selling the product or the, you know, I'm selling the company image, right? As a PR person. So reputation, like, hey, you know, these people are good and you need to take a look at them kind of thing. And now we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors and producers, Hacker Valley Media. Chris Cochran and Ron Eddings run an amazing studio here, which produces not only the Breaking Through in Cybersecurity Marketing podcast, but a bunch of other shows that you're going to want to listen to as well. So all these shows plus more, and then on top of that, probably even more coming soon, are available to look at, listen to, and sponsor at HackerValley.com. Make sure you go over there and say, hey, Gianna and Maria said I should come check out your website, listen to your shows, and sponsor a podcast or two. So a lot of companies are strapped for resources, strapped for Mm -hmm. time. And sometimes something we see that pops up in our vendor recommendations Slack channel on the Cybersecurity Marketing Society is Harrow. And people want to know if Harrow is actually useful or if it's just a way people are kind of helping you get their own blogs written is what it seems like half of the time. So what is your take on Harrow, which is helping... 
helping reporter find out. I actually like Harold because, you know, 80% of the time it'll be something that's probably not direct media and all that. But a lot of reporters, prominent reporters rely on them because they just do not want to be inundated with emails and pitches and all that. So they just want to be like, hey, I'm putting it out there. If you have something, send it to me. And it's always, always good. And I don't know if I should say it to you guys, but (laughs) you will get better chances of getting picked up, of uh, your content picked up from Harrow if you somehow don't come across as uh, if your title doesn't have marketing in it and all that because they see it I'm sorry (laughs) reporters feel like marketing people are always trying to sell something and that's why we have a job like PR we're the you know in between them in the company and the thing because they think that okay they're not gonna try to sell me anything they're not trying you know do I know you know because they automatically assume that you can there's gonna be advertising there's gonna be this or there's gonna be that so um, a lot of times, I think a lot of marketing people use Harrow, but if they can just say that, uh, if they don't be like, if they come across seeming non-marketing in, in their writing, because it happens, because a lot of times I rely on my marketing people to write me thought leadership pieces, right? And somehow I find that like, oh, X company does this, you know, they're writing very well and suddenly they plug it. So, and it's, it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, they, you know, they catch it, they catch it right away. And it's the same thing. Like a lot of times reporters don't really like putting backlinks on their reports because it somehow comes out seeming that they're just, you know, promoting the company or something. I mean, most people, most of them are nice. They're really, you know, generous and they'll be like, oh yeah, it's, it's great. And I've had it where it's like, I've requested it and they did it. But a lot of times, because they're just, you know, they're doing a job, they're trying to be, you know, uh, they're, in, you know, they're influencers, right? But they also want to be impartial and so neutral. So just, there's a lot of these gray areas. So I've been guilty of being the marketer that writes the thing and then plugs in the <laughs> company spiel there, kind of like towards the bottom. And mm-hmm. then and had stuff come back from the editor being like, hey, you need to cut this. And we cut it and we learn. Is there mm-hmm. like a good middle ground for like, not promoting your company, but maybe can you promote your space or your category? Is that okay? So, like most of the yes, time? Yes, definitely. Because when you're writing something as being a subject matter expert or the thought leadership piece, you are within your industry, you are within your space. And the way, you know, the thing is that when you are being, your bio will always be there. The company, the the author's bio will always be there. The bio will always have the company name. So that's how you sort of like get that attention. The company gets attention, right? But in order to actually have higher chances of being placed is when you just completely write from a perspective of like, what would these people want to hear about this space or this topic, rather than feeling that, hey, am I, you know, reading something that will eventually turn into an advertisement, you know. So, and then there's so many, the thing is that what makes it really difficult for, at least I feel as a PR person, is that there's so many pay-for-play things out there. And it just confuses people, right? Because they'll be like, hey, you know, but you really, really have to do your research and see who the actual Mm -hmm. media is and versus who the gimmicks are. Because... Always keep in mind, a reporter or a media person, journalists won't just write to you out of the blue if they haven't spoken to you before, right? Like, hey, you know, I I would love to interview your CEO and, you know, we will profile, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I've had clients, they get so excited, like they want to, and then you look through 
and I, actually when I was very green, I didn't know that either. I would like uh, schedule my clients like, hey, you have this TV interview, blah, 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 right? And then what happened is that in the end of the interview, they're like, oh, and this cost 3000 Do we have it yes, published? Yes. <laughs> I've had those in, like you, in my green days. Yes. I've, I've done that. And now I yeah. reply, just, just for the heck of it, I reply and I say, sure, is this free? Completely free? And then they go, no, well, there is a fee. Like, nothing. <laughs> There's a fee involved. Maria, you're much nicer than me. I just send them all the spam now because <laughs> I've been nominated for, like, distinguished, like, business women leader award like 10 times over the last like 17 days so i'm over it (laughs) Um, sonia i have a question for you i once Mm -hmm. made a big big mistake in asking Mm -hmm. a prominent reporter Mm -hmm. on a prominent tech publication (laughs) and his first name rhymes with back uh Okay. Anyway, um, I asked him to send me a draft of what he's writing before he oh actually. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> and that was such god. a big no-no. Uh, do you oh have any? God. Do you have any stories or maybe guidelines? Like, don't ever ask for a draft. Don't ever ask to see something before it's published, or ask sometimes, uh-huh. depending. Okay, so I don't have scary stories like that because when I started my career in a PR agency, so, you know, we were trained, you know, on what to do and what not to do. But I did have problems with a certain, uh, like I did a couple of times, I had problems where I had, you know, scheduled an interview and all the stuff. And then the person asked the reporter on a date. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, that's even more scandalous. Dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yes, you know, I've had some really funny things happening and they were like and then the reporter was like, who is the why I'm like, I'm sorry. What can you say, right? And then I've told this individual like, I cannot like really schedule you for anything if you you know, if you do these things. And it happened again. This person was like, oh, you know, just we thought like, you know, we had such a nice chat, you know. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> so, yes, there are certain no-nos. This <laughs> is know, on a whole other level of like yes. using LinkedIn as Tinder kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Love it. it's funny how people are just, you know, always looking for something else, isn't it? Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, I'll never forget that big blunder that I that I did. And, and it's a lesson learned. Yeah. Don't ever ask a prominent reporter yeah. for a draft or, or, any, or any reporter, any reporter for that matter, because they're very busy. And the fact that they want to talk to you, they want to quote you means that they're valuing what you're saying, right? They're putting, you know, a, a weight into it. So yes, you know, if anything, always, 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 if you're uh, talking to a reporter or dealing with a reporter, always follow up. Always tell them if there's anything else you want, you can provide for them, you know, with a bio, with a headshot or anything, you know, white paper, because you, you have to maintain that relationship. I even sent all the reporters once a year, my, you know, e- I, I don't know their address, but email them, you know, happy new year or Happy Thanksgiving, just to let them know that, hey, you know, I'm here if there's anything you need. Sometimes I, I most of the time, I think Gianna received it too. Like I sent pictures of my dogs. <laughs> you know? Your dogs are Love cute. It. Love it. <laughs> yeah. 
So back onto the content side of the house too. If you're, even if you have a good connection with a reporter, if your content is bad, it doesn't matter. Are there like little tricks or guidelines to content beyond like make sure it's not vendory and like a total mm-hmm. sales piece when you're talking to reporters or sending content to reporters? I would say research the content, like see what others are talking about and try to find a different angle from others. Like, you know how, um, suppose let's take that logic four thing that happened, right? Was logic it? four, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, logic four, yeah. <laughs> and you know, everybody had an opinion, right? So how can you be, how can your opinion be the differentiator, right? And that's when you sort of like with their company, you can tie in what they're doing without really even really saying the name of the company that there are, you can just, you know, phrase it in a way that, oh, there are companies who are doing this, blah, blah, blah. So it's just anytime I have had uh, any conversations or communications with, you know, podcasters or reporters or, you know, a journalist, they'll be like, they always ask like, okay, yeah, there's so many thought leaders out there. There's so many subject matters out, uh, matter experts out there. But show me how your point of view is different. What's your differentiator, right? Because it's a huge... So always research, do your research. And another thing I highly, highly recommend is that if you have a content that had gotten good traction, reuse it. Because if it was good once, it'll be good again. So don't try to always come up with new, but redress it, right? And then put it in a different angle, put it in a different direction, but use the same content because the content was good to begin with. So don't waste Can it. Can you take that content to other reporters? Yes, of course. Why not? Like, okay, let me give you an example with uh, thought leadership, like byline articles, right? So if you take, suppose, ransomware, writing about ransomware, and then you know, you can cater it towards healthcare industry, you can cater it towards government tech, you can cater education, because there's so many industries that are being affected by ransomware. So you can have the content, but it can be sort of like split into many different sectors. So that's how you use your content, rather than just coming up with like new stuff all the time. That's awesome. I love that, because we're always as marketers at on small teams with a uh, a lot of stuff going on. It's like always good to be able to reuse content and reuse the stuff that we've created yes. and turn it into different formats and place it in new places. Exactly. And then also traditional PR is still very relevant, right? It's a $10 billion industry. But it's somehow in the last 10, 20, uh, 10 years, it's kind of like merged with the whole social media aspect mm-hmm. of it. And you know, I just feel like it's so, so important that if you have something, if you've got good coverage, keep pushing it out in the social media, keep it relevant. You know, even if it's like you've done it like a week ago, you don't have to keep on posting new stuff. Just take that and just, it's like, so people who didn't come across it last week can come across it this week and it gets shared and it amplifies. So use your social media tools because it's really, really important and it plays a huge role. Plus, it's nice because if you can tag the reporter and the publication, they will see that and it will be a a nice thing for you to do and help build that relationship as well. And then the funny thing is that cybersecurity media reporters, particularly, they're huge, huge, they're huge into Twitter. Make a list of your top favorite 10, you know, reporters that you follow and follow them on Twitter and then, you know, tag them on your posts. 
And even if you are announcing something like, hey, you know, Mr. Blah, 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 you know, would you like to know some, you know, this is, I thought you'd find it interesting kind of thing. Yeah, just keep them involved, interacting so that they might not respond, but you never know what you might hit, right? So take that little bit of time, but yes, utilize your social media platforms. Awesome. All right. Well, this was an amazing, amazing conversation. Thank you so much, Sonia, for letting us pick your brain about all things PR and of course, PR and cybersecurity, most importantly. Yeah. And, you know, listeners, we actually interviewed Sonia. She had a fireside chat a while ago. And if you want to watch that, she's covered the topic of PR for small to medium cybersecurity startups. So there's a recording to that on the Cybersecurity Marketing Society YouTube. And Sonia, where can people find you? Yes, people can definitely find me on LinkedIn uh, under Sonia Awan, A-W-A-N. And they can find me on my website at um, outbloompr.net. It's O-U-T-B-L-O-O-M-P-R.net. And please feel free to reach out anytime. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. And I love seeing everybody on the news. Please come back again. I feel like we only scratched the surface on this topic. Thank you again for being our guests on the podcast.